Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better family, self, business, and health. And oh my goodness, I cannot wait to introduce my guest to you today and share this dynamic woman with you. My guest today, she went from college dropout, an immigrant single mom, to the founder of Kinky Curly Yaki, a premium textured hair extension brand for black women that she bootstrapped to become a multi-million dollar business that she recently got acquired. And like, oh my goodness, I just want to say welcome, welcome, Vivian Kay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Elaine. You are incredible. Like, I mean, I wish everybody could just see your gorgeous smile because you you probably light up every (laughs) single room you walk into. Oh my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> How, are you today? How are you today? I'm okay. I'm a little cold, a little, you know, got some freezing rain and snow happening out here. The groundhog lied. So <laughs> just yes. suffering through that. But uh, other than that, I'm good. How about you? We are good. I, I'm dealing with the lying groundhog as well. <laughs> mm, I think we all are. <laughs> yes. I, we were like, it was sunny and all of a sudden it started hailing. And in some parts of BC, it looked like it snowed. Oh, no. Goodness. I know. It is crazy. It is crazy. Now, you have, when I heard you speak some more, and as I was listening to you, you kept, you know, just pushing me and inspiring me. I think I, I messaged you while you were talking. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's all good. <laughs> she won't see that. While no, I won't see it right away. No, no, no. Oh, I saw it after. <laughs> you, you are incredible. You have, you come from a, a big family. You have, you have four sisters or you are one of four sisters? I'm one of four. Yes. Okay. So how, like, how did you go from, from start to finish? Like what, how, how, yeah, well, uh, let's see. So I'm originally from Ghana. So I was born in Ghana, West Africa. Uh, and then my mother, uh, along with my parents, I immigrated to Canada when I was a baby. So I was like two years old when we came to Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, uh, you know, and I'm number two out of the four sisters. Uh, and I was always the black sheep. I was always the one that marched to the beat of her own drum Uh, You know, my mom would try and get me to walk in a straight line. And I'm like, why should I walk in a straight line when I could, you know, skip and do cartwheels and do, you know, a shuffle and twirl, right? Like, and that also carried into school. So, you know, in school, I always used to say, um, you know, people would try to put me into a box, but I knew I was a parallelogram. (laughs) I don't know what a parallelogram looks like, but I know it's not a box. Like, I know it's not a square, right? Um. And so even throughout school, people always ask, oh, did you know you're going to be an entrepreneur? I say no, because back then being an entrepreneur was for people who couldn't get jobs. Right. So it wasn't really looked upon as a I think you could be a business owner because that was different than being an entrepreneur, because a business owner is literally, you know, owning um, a business like, I don't know installing doors or, (laughs) you know, a bakery. Um, But actually, you know, 
creating, and especially in, in something as new as e-commerce, which was what I when I started my business back in 2012, that was a relatively new thing to be doing, selling stuff online and people blindly putting in credit cards, hoping it'll show up one day, oh right? I think we're still going through that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still going through that. But it wasn't a thing when as as I was growing up. So, you know, I went through a series of jobs where I worked for um, either I was like a one person marketing department and I worked for startups. But at the time, they weren't called startup. They weren't called startups. They were just called, you know, someone starting a business and hopefully you can help us make this happen. And I would be like the one person marketing wow. department. Wow. Yeah. And so um, I've always been the type of person that sort that sees gaps in things or, you know, I'm the type of person who sees a pu- sees puzzle pieces. And I sort of, you know, bring the, I pull out the pieces that I think we should start with and then make it make sense from there. So same thing with being an entrepreneur is just you see problems where people or you see gaps where people just see problems, you see solutions. Right. And so I've always been a solutions oriented person. And so becoming an entrepreneur was, although I didn't know it at the time, but it's been like, it's the perfect thing for someone like myself to be doing. Absolutely. A solutions provider. Yeah. A solutions provider. So for me, it's never been about the actual business I was running. Mm -hmm. It's been about the solutions I've been providing. Right. So even like, you know, the first business that I started, I was a wedding decorator, but it's not because I did it because I loved weddings or I was a bride. No, I did it because... Um, I loved providing uh, simple yet fabulous decor for brides. Wow. Um, so it was really about this simplifying the whole wedding, um, I guess the wedding reception portion of the of the whole thing. Right. Making it a little easier for that. Uh, yeah. And niching, right? So niching is also very my thing, right? So same yeah. thing. And then I took that same idea and, and did it in uh, Kinky Curliaki which is premium textured hair extensions for black women. So it was, you know, hair extensions. I didn't invent hair extensions. I didn't invent kinky textured hair extensions, but I was the only company at the time that only sold kinky textured hair extensions, right? Because I niched it down. I saw there was a gap in the market um, and it was a problem that I had personally, which was I wanted hair extensions that looked like my hair. Mm -hmm. And I created a business to solve that problem. That is brilliant. You yeah. need, and of course, you are not alone. But and that's why I, I love your strategy of finding the niche, and there's a need for that niche. Yes, yes, like solving the problem. Make sure if you're going to start a business, if you're thinking about starting a business, make sure you're solving a real problem, yeah. not something you just oh well. I mean, listen, you could very well start a pro a business that's like oh well, I just like. I don't know, pink things. So let me start a business based on that. But you're actually niching when you do that. And that's a good thing. So that means you're solving a problem for people who don't find enough pink things. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I, I love that. Make sure your business is solving a problem. Yes. Whether it's a, a product or a service based, service. what is the, the problem that you are solving? And market the solution. So not necessarily the fact that you sell pink things. You're marketing the fact that, um, you know, you found it hard to find pink things and you made it your mission to solve that problem of not having enough pink things. <laughs> exactly. You know, like people like my when I first started Easy Daisies as a daily visual schedule for children, my dad was all concerned because he's like, why are you leaving a, a, a job like teaching a perfectly good paying job with no head magnets? 
<laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's not about the magnets, but right, it's exactly. about providing a solution to help parents help kids become independent and cooperative and less anxious with their day, right? My love is right. not for magnets. <laughs> exactly. Exa- and that's my thing for me. It's like my I could get like like I was the least vain person that I knew. Like I was the type of woman who, you know, I I, I like to just do things and it's done. Like I don't like to fuss every day. Mm-hmm. So hair extensions shouldn't have been a product that I was selling because I could, I could care less. But for me, it was about giving black women the confidence to show up as ourselves in the world. That's, that's what I was excited about. So the same thing with you is who cares about magnets? It's the fact that you're helping parents keep their kids organized. Right. So yeah, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, so now you started this hair extension business and was it like easy from the start? I'm saying that. Position. No. I know the answer. <laughs> I, I, I'm asking the questions. I know my listeners are saying, well, how did she do it? Well, I think, you know, and here's the thing. And I, it, I certainly don't want to make it seem like it was easy, but I literally just did it. Like I, I literally just put one foot in front of the other and figured it out as I was going along. And, you know, contrary to popular opinion, no one knows what the hell they're doing. No, no. Right. That entrepreneur is person who jumps off the cliff, builds the airplane on the way down. Yeah. Carrying their child on the hip. That's right. Soccer, building the airplane. Feeding the child, yep. doing the homework, building the yep. Yep. you're you're literally figuring it out as you're going along. So um, you know, for me it was just like, okay, I would do something that worked out. Okay, let's do of more, let's do more of that. Mm-hmm. Or if something didn't work out, okay, whew, that was an expensive lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, what did I learn from that? What can I do differently in order to avoid that problem? So it was a lot of um a lot of learning, but a lot of entrepreneurship is just doing it. Yeah. And figuring it out as you're going along. So Vivian, were you your test subject or did you have friends that tried your products or did you do like a focus group? How did you know this is the product that I want to sell? Um, well, fortunately, when I was looking for not fortunately, but when I was looking for because I was looking to solve my own problem. Right. So in order for me to do that, I'm one of those people who I research. So this is back in 2011, 2010, 2011. So I was on Facebook groups. I was in Facebook groups, hair care forums, um, and it was specifically black women and hair. And so then um, from there, people were sharing vendors. This was before AliExpress, Alibaba, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were we were they were sharing vendors um, overseas, you know, these are the factories that make hair, that make hair extensions. And so then what I would do is I would just inquire with each and every one of them saying, I want this particular looking texture, how much does it cost? And so, um, I, at the time, I guess you could say I was doing my own Q and a, but I didn't start out to start a business. I just set out to start to solve my own problem. So, um, so I did all that. And so while I was doing that, of course, I'm witnessing all these other women having the same issues. They want to wear the same texture, but they can't find it. And so really, um, because I did all my own research and um, I was already, uh, I already witnessed, you know, people saying that they, oh, they too would like this problem solved. I knew I had a, a good, you know, a good um, product on my hands because I was the end user. I always say I get high on my own supply. 
because I know ex- I know what I need this product to do. I know how it feels like to be a customer that isn't satisfied with the product that they have bought. So I was able to speak directly to the consumer, to my end consumers, because I was the end consumer, right? Yeah. Um, and that's really imp- and that's why it's super important that you solve a problem that is that you actually have that you believe <laughs> in, right? You you trust yes. it, and that's yes. the only reason you're sharing it. Yeah. So that way, when you come up with a solution or when you're trying to sell the solution, it doesn't sound like you're selling. It sounds like, oh, well, you know, this is the problem that I had. This is the solution that I found. And I think this would work for you, too. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that so much. Now, you've had this journey. And before we even talk about where we are at this moment in your amazing acquisition, what are, would you say, some of the lessons that you've learned? And I'm going to narrow it all the way down to three only. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a short podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, three, like yes. oh my gosh, these are lessons that I learned. And you want to just really share it because you just want to yeah, in the butt or motivate them. And, and you know, if you could grab this young lady by the, the shoulder and say, <laughs> this, yes. this, this, yes. Yes. I would say, you know, I would say number one is focus on solving a real problem. You know, so I would say that one of the most um, important aspects of building any successful business is that you identify a real problem, like a real problem that people are willing to pay to have solved. Mm. Right. To pay. That's the key. <laughs> right? To pay. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah, yeah, entrepreneurs are a certain type of human yep. that it's like solution based. It's like here's yep. a solution. We might not know all the other stuff, but you have the awesomeness of marketing in your tool belt. Yes. Some of us don't. <laughs> <laughs> well then see that later. Solution. Well, that's so that's the thing. As an entrepreneur, and I think maybe that's number two, right? So you need to surround yourself with people, um, you know, or build a great team. Right now, I'm not saying you have to have a million dollars in order to build a great team, but you know, if you have people who are in your life, or perhaps you can outsource, you know, uh, some things that you're not particularly good at. So if you're not good at marketing, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you have someone in your family or one of your friends that is really good at marketing. You could just say, "Hey, you know, I know you're super busy, um, and I know people. I would love to pay you for your expertise, mm-hmm. but." I need help with this. How would you best solve this problem that I'm having? And how would I be able to do this? Right. Or even there's free, like even on now, like everything is free. You could find it on either TikTok or YouTube. So if you have a question, Mm. Google it, search it. You're going to find the answer for it. Right. I'm amazed. And, you know, so you got to do it until you can, until you have enough traction or you have enough money or whatever the case may be until you can hire people to 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 do what you can't do for you, right? So I would say, um, you know, uh, one of the best lessons I've learned is one, is to um, solve a real problem. Number two, I would say, um, is to surround yourself with good people and other entrepreneurs too, right? Because um, I wouldn't go to my family and friends for entrepreneurs real advice because they've never run a business. You don't want to take advice from someone that's never done the thing that you're doing or want to do. Mm-hmm. So surround yourself by, uh, by surround yourself with people who are willing to support you and a great team to help you uh, create a, a, a good business. Absolutely. I love that. Right. Like find the experts where you are lacking the expertise, right? Yes. For sure. And your third must know My- lesson from your entrepreneurial journey. 
I would say you have to embrace failure and learn from it. You have to embrace failure and learn from it. And listen, failure is a huge part of the entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. Huge. But, you know, as a, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be able to learn and grow from the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to really just identify, like, if you make a mistake, you just have to really think of it as, um, okay, this is why this didn't work. This is what I should do next time. Um, you know, I, I see, you know, I did A, B and C next time. Maybe I need to do A, B and F, um, you know, and then maybe throw in some W who knows, but that's, that's, that's the point, right? The more times you fail, the, the more chances you have at getting it right. But if you don't ever try, Mm -hmm. then you're never going to know. And I would rather go out. Like if I had to leave this earth today, God forbid, I would at least go out saying, oh, you know what? At least I tried. And even if you fail, like even the same thing with failing, at least I tried, right? And you're better than 99% of the people who are sitting on their couch just mouthing off saying, oh, well, I wouldn't have done that. Well, no, you wouldn't have done. That's why you're sitting, you're sitting on the couch, but at least I did. That's it. I so love that so much. I love that you said embrace failure. Two words that embrace from it and learn from it. (laughs) But I love that, right? Instead of like staying down on the ground because you tripped over that boulder, you know, brush off the scrapes and climb that boulder. And, and you know, sometimes if you fall down, it's okay. If you want to stay down for a little bit, cool, stay down. But, you know, you lost the battle, but you don't, you can't, you don't want to lose the war. No, you get up. Right. Up, so brush yourself off, try again and keep trying. And I know it sounds cliche to keep trying, but, you know, they're going to know when there's a point when, okay, maybe I should just not be doing this anymore. And so I think that's when we need to rely. If I had to add a number four, I would say rely on your intuition. And I think as women, especially as women, we we sort of underplay that. We always sort of, uh, oh, well, my intuition says this, but my my rationale says something else. And we end up defaulting the rationale when really it's our gut we should be listening to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I, I sure often, like I have lots of failures, some expensive ones, which mm-hmm. really sucked in my journey. But, you know, I've, I've learned, like you are saying, you know, the intuition, trusting your gut and, mm-hmm. and going with your gut and not your heartstrings. Because I've. No, those are different very things. Trusting person. Yes. And, you know, how many distributors and large corporations I've met who are saying, oh, Elaine, you're so sweet. You give me diabetes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Or they say, Elaine, you're so nice. You're going to be taken advantage of. And then they mm-hmm. do. I had no idea yeah. it was a warning. But I mean, it's not going to change that I trust people. But I am going to trust my gut over mm-hmm. making choices with my yep. gut rather than my heart strength. I, I love that. Now we're talking about tough times. And and there's a saying that says, you know, tough times never last, but tough people do. Mm-hmm. Vivian, was there a, a time when you thought, okay, this is rock bottom. It could be personally, like it could be in business. It could be family. Something that just like, you know, knocked the legs right from under you and you thought, yeah, I'm done, but you learned from it. Um, yeah, there's been several. I'm going through one right now, but I won't talk about the one I'm going through right now. But I would say even, um, you know, when, um, so I want to say it was when, um, I hit my first million and I, and I know it's going to sound weird. Wow. Congratulations. Um, yeah, but when I hit my first million dollar year of revenue, like in revenue, 
um, I remember it was like the most depressing time of my life mm. because at that, at that time, you know, I was, I had a, at the time he was, you know, a year and a half years, a year and a half years old, my son. Um, and I had this million dollar business, but our, his father had left. And so, you know, all I kept thinking was, man, I'll, I'm running this million dollar business, but couldn't even keep a man. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I ran the business that first, I remember that when I hit that first million, I didn't even know because that's how depressed I was. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I happened to randomly check because of something else. And I was like, wow, I hit a million bucks like a, like a couple of weeks ago. I didn't even know it because I wasn't, again, because I didn't start the business to make money. I started it to, mm-hmm. to solve a problem. Yeah. And then I happened to get pregnant while I was running this business. And then, and then I was faced with uh, being a single mother. And so um, there was a lot of stuff happening at once. And so I, I didn't really, and it's funny because I, I, I ran the business for a good 10 years, but I didn't start telling anyone I was running a successful business until I was six years in. <laughs> no, I was six and that's, that's you, that you're being humble and, and you know. Yeah, because I was so busy things. minding my business and my baby. I wasn't, I didn't have the time to, 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 to brag about it, sure. right? I'm bragging about it now because I got time. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations. <laughs> Thank and you. Congratulations on it all. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry that we're you know, this hardship you're, you're sharing. You know, it's okay. I'm looking like at said, a very strong woman right now. Well, that's the thing. It, it It's made me into who I am today. I do like, I don't regret anything that's happened because it's made me into who I am today. And like you said, tough times don't last tough people do. And here I am still standing. I'm yeah. a little, you know, a little worse for wear, but I'm still here. No, but your son <laughs> has learned so much looking at this strong woman who's racing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Now, did you ever have a mentor in this journey of yours? You know what? No. All right. No, I've always been the type of person that's sort of always, um, I, I guess you could say mentored myself. I've looked at, you know, I've looked out into, you know, I've looked at people who are outside of the industry uh, doing different things, but I was looking at people who were doing bold things. Like they were interrupters or disruptors in whatever industries that they were in. They weren't necessarily in the same space as me, right. but they were just being disruptive in wherever they were. And so I sort of looked to them as like, okay, so it's okay to do what I'm, to be the way I am and to do what I'm doing or to not, you know, or to be quiet and do it quietly. Right. I'm the type of person who likes to say, I like to, um, step lightly, you know, walk quietly. Um, there's some people who start a business yesterday and everybody knows every single thing they've done in that business. And then it's like, no, I prefer to just move in silence. So, yeah. Yeah, And then shock the world. (laughs) And then shock. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll just do it quietly and then pop up on you on Forbes or something, you know? (laughs) I know. I love that. So now congratulations on this very recent acquisition. Thank you. So, so very proud of you. So very excited for you. So happy for you. And, and, you know, and I, I know that my listeners are like, well, how, like, how do you even get a business acquired? What are some of the steps that you need to make sure your business is even attractive enough to be acquired? Mm. So many things. Um, I would say um, if I have to learn from the mistakes that I've made, and of course um, I've made a lot of mistakes while running my business, 
Um, but I want to say maybe mistakes along the uh, acquisition journey or not the acquisition journey, but in order to create the business for it to get acquired. So one of the things I would say is don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. So um, and I know this sort of doesn't make sense, but in order to prepare for like a successful acquisition or a sale, you have to not take your business personal. So with my business, because I've been running it for so long, I ran it for 10 years um, and it's older than my son. So it's almost like, it's almost like my kid, right? It's a baby that I've, yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's a baby that I've raised. Right. And so, um, and in order to not take it personal, that means, you know, you have to not say, you know, tie too much personal stuff to it. So like, say, for instance, um, make sure you own the, you know, you have a domain name, right? So it's easy. Everything's easily transferable. Like everything should be easily transferable. So that's, um, so I would say that's one thing. Um, and then also, like, do you have a patent? Do you need to? Oh yeah. Like I have trademarks. Yeah. So I have trademarks and, you know, I own the web, the, 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 I don't own the, the kinky curly yaki name, um, because they deemed it too close to another brand name, but I own all the texture names, right? So, you know, to move, to have, so everything that you have, you have to make sure that it's, 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 you can exit and it's not really tied to you. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like yep. you personally, right. So make sure you set up everything in the business name so that, you know, it all could just, if you sell, then it all, the the assets just go to the new, the person who's acquired it. Right. As opposed right. to, oh, well now you got to pull yeah. out this credit card that you've used in your name. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. set up everything. Keep it separate in, from you. Yeah, yeah. Keep it separate from you. Yeah. So that's actually, it's a better way to put it. Keep everything separate from you. Okay. Um, I would say get your financials in order. <laughs> get All your right. financials in order. Um, you need to have, you know, a clear and accurate, um, I guess, picture of your financial performance. So make sure, you know, your QuickBooks or whatever accounting software you're using is, is up and correct. Whatever dashboard you're using to accept payments, like all that is clean. Um, and, um, you know, make sure you have your accountant as your buddy when you're, when you're, when you're doing all this as well. Um, and then I would say, and then the last thing I would say, and this is something that I wrote down, it's mental preparedness because I don't think, and especially when you've built this, you've built something for so long, you see it as a part of you and now you have to part with it. I didn't realize how much of a how much of an emotional impact that would have on me. And it, it had, it, it, even to this day, it's still like, it's still, it's still impacting me because it's like, you know, for the past 10 years, it's been so much of my life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm passing, you know, now I didn't have an exit strategy because I didn't plan to exit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's the thing about being acquired is that, or about just being a business period is that you never know who's watching. Mm-hmm. And so there's, if you're doing really well, if you're doing really good marketing, you're going to catch the eye of people who may be interested in acquiring your business. They're interested in the type of demographic or the data that you're, 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 you're collecting in your business that they could never do, or that they don't have the patience or the, um, the je ne sais quoi, I guess to say, yeah. to, to, to start from zero. So they will acquire businesses that have already done all that. Right. Like, and so. But um, yeah, that's something that I think is unspoken because it's like no one talks about the mental toll that exiting a business that you created takes on you. 
Tell us and more. About so, that. so are you feeling like you're, you're losing something? Or? Oh, absolutely. I went th- I went through a whole gamut, I guess, grief. I went through a whole grief. Still am. Mm. I still am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still be- involved, though, a little bit. Are you still involved? I'm, I'm not involved in the day to day. I'm not involved in the day to day, which is what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. right, well done. Well done, Mama. <laughs> that's what I wanted, but I didn't realize how much of it, how much of it, how much it took up in my well, day. Because you lived, you breathed, you saw it, heard it, felt it every day. And yeah, it's literally like your kid leaving home. Right. And then your kid just calls in every once in a while to say they're okay, or you got to call the kid and be like, Are you okay? And the kid's like, Yeah, I'm fine. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> Send a little care sure? package. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We so need it's a like, care package. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, I would say those are the three things. Amazing. And congratulations, honey. Thank you. Now, because of time, and I want to honor your time, I'm gonna end it with some quick questions. Sure. On how to create better business self, family, and health. And I just want your top top share and it, it could be crazy it could be whatever whatever comes to your mind first so your number one tip to how to create better family take care of you take care of yourself if wow. you're not honestly if you are not happy no one else is going to be happy i love that i love that and you got to breathe so that you yeah. put that mask on the child yeah you gotta put the yeah, mask breathe. on yourself before you put it on anyone else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, you know what honestly it's probably going to be my answer for everything okay go ahead <laughs> Okay, I was like, is it gonna be chocolate? Chocolate salt? No, I'm not into chocolate actually. <laughs> no, as chocolatey as I am, I am not into chocolate. <laughs> that's okay, more for me. <laughs> that's it. Here we go. Okay, your tip for how to create better business. Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, take care of you. I love it's that. Honestly, I love that. You are the secret sauce. You are the magic for everything, right? So if you don't do, like I always say, you know, um, and especially when it comes to your kids or even your business, but, you know, if I don't take care of myself mm-hmm. or if I'm not happy, guess who's going to be miserable? My everything. kids, the people around me, the yeah. business, all that, because it's that. a direct reflection on you, right? And if I'm happy, then my kid's going to be happy. If I'm miserable, I'm going to take it out on my kid and then my kid's going to be miserable. Yeah, I, I love you. And, you know, to our audience who's listening, like Vivian doesn't just preach it, she lives it because she just came back from a six-week vacation for yes. her. And I love that. Good yes. on you. So yes. this might be your answer also for how to create better self how to create a better self? Take, take care of yourself. Listen, I will say take care of yourself until the cows come. Book home. a vacation. You be like, Even Vivian, how do you make night, the right? Even huh? if it's one night. Even like, if it's an afternoon, an hour, sit in the car, eat. Like what I do is I like to sit in my car and eat. Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> my, I, I, I have a lot of alone time in the shower. My husband will say, yep. why are your shower so long? Yep. Because it's my time. Yep. I usually get great ideas while in there. Yeah, me too. It's it's the water, water, taking a shower and going for walks because it just, if you don't, like I know for walks, I don't listen to anything. I just walk. I don't put on a AirPods or anything like that. So I just, and that's when I do my best thinking is there and in the shower. Love that. I also like to eat in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last one, which I'm sure I know your answer already is how to create better health. Focus on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Listen to your body. Otherwise, your body will do it for you. Right. Yes. And um, I can preach to that one, but that is not the place right now. <laughs> I'm sure you've got an episode for it. <laughs> Vivian, you are amazing. What is next for you? Girl, I don't know. I think you should book another vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I want a TV show where I could just sit and just talk to people and laugh oh, and I look know. fabulous. And I, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to happen, but it will. <laughs> oh, I love that. You heard it here, everyone. Yes. Vivian K is going to have her own show. Mm-hmm. And we cannot wait. We cannot wait. Vivian, you're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you for inspiring, inspiring me. And you know, I just have one more question because it's kind sure. of up in my head is your acquisition. Uh-huh. How do they find you? They again, you never know who's watching. So they just, that's what they do. They watch. So, you know, they watch your business. They subscribe to your newsletters. They look at your marketing. That's exactly how they found me. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. So I I know that you've inspired every single person who's listened. And I just want to say thank you. You are absolutely welcome. (laughs) And to our listeners, thank you for listening today. And I'd love to hear from you. And if they wanted to reach out to you, Vivian, where would they go? You can find me on Instagram. I am an absolute pleasure to follow on there. Uh, so my <laughs> username is it's Vivian K I T S V I V I A N K A Y E. You'll know it's me when you see crown boobs and balloons. Love, love, love. <laughs> and I will have all your links in our show notes as well. And I just want to say thank you one last time, Vivian. You are absolutely welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listeners, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>